Welcome to Aculinks on the Roof, a residential roofing podcast developed to help contractors learn how to manage and grow their businesses. Since 2008, thousands of roofing contractors have turned to Aculinks to help them run more productive and profitable roofing businesses. And we're excited to bring their stories and other industry insights to you. Well, before we jump into our interview with Travis, uh, really quick, for those of you who may be unfamiliar with Aculinks, we are the leading all-in-one business management software designed to help roofing contractors manage and grow their business. So a little bit about us. We were founded in 2008, and our goal has always been to accommodate the needs of the retail and uh, insurance restoration contractor. Over the years, we've won numerous awards, 10 just this year. Uh, and today, we serve thousands of roofing contractors across the U.S. and Canada. I don't want to hold up what you're here for, and that's to hear from Travis. So. Everyone, please meet Travis Crego. He is estimator of Watson's Exteriors and our guest star today. Travis, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself uh, and about your company? I mean, a little bit about me. I just had me thinking about like how I wound up here. Like I've been here, I've been working in the office for like just about three years. I started as a sales rep for Options Exteriors back in like around May 2020. Um, and then I got into being an admin assistant in March of 2021. But I mean, just before that, I had a career in banking, uh, customer service background. And um, that was just not working out for me. I kind of had a quarter life crisis and I knew I wanted to make a change. And I met a friend who was selling. He got me into it. I got my uh, self into it, but after selling, I kind of discovered I didn't have as much hunger for selling as I did for really trying to get into this company and seeing how I can really get to uh, streamlining things. Um, options exteriors, I know that got kind of going right around um, 2020 or early 2020. Options exteriors really began, uh, so I've kind of been with it as it um, as the name uh, started. Awesome. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the markets that you serve and the type of uh, roofing that you do? Yeah, so I mean, we're primarily in Minnesota. Uh, you know, we do a lot as well. Do a lot as well in Iowa, Wisconsin. Uh, we will work in North Dakota, South Dakota, and uh, we do residential and commercial. Well, as you mentioned, you joined Options Exteriors a few years ago, um, and the focus that we want to have for this live interview is really telling us how you've taken the data that um, was running through your system at the time, how you've managed that and changed it and really um, been able to improve the way that you manage your reporting processes and the impact that that's had overall for your company. So just to kind of get us started, when you joined, how was Options Exteriors managing all of the roofing data across all of your different departments? Yeah, how it was being managed in the beginning is um, Aculinks was primarily used for accounting. Uh, accounting was set up seemingly very well, um, which is good. <laughs> um, then from there, we had Aculinks primarily just for job files, for just getting the documents up into, like getting it in there uh, for storage into the files themselves for jobs, and as well as just using it for communications to the reps, suppliers, just you know sending communications out back and forth. And that was really kind of the ex extent of that because um, we used a second uh, web application, Google Spreadsheets, to pretty much put everything else into, especially for production, 
uh, tent for you know repairs management, um, different types of production, different trades. Like it was all jammed into a spreadsheet to where what was ready when you could do it. Um, we had to take information in the file and put it over into the spreadsheet. So that was um, just a lot of extra double data entry. Um, that was kind of really it. Uh, I just remember there was just such a massive use of um, of our Google spreadsheets for pushing jobs along. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of other companies are familiar with managing things through spreadsheets and how difficult that can be when there's a lot of different people with access yeah, to it as well. I imagine like the way that other contractors are doing it is um, they're not fully inaccurate, say, or using Google spreadsheets does, it did work, um, or they're using like a wall um, sure. to manage their production process. Right, so when you came in, that process was obviously, you know, there were some problems with it, I assume. There, there was, a, there were a lot of these processes that were in place with these spreadsheets that were causing bottlenecks in operations. Yes. Um, and some of those that go into, I mean, the spreadsheets did work pretty well. I mean, there was a lot of trust because when someone had to put something in the spreadsheet, you hope they did it. Right. Um, I think what was lacking was you always knew, you know, for things that were going the way they're supposed to and what there was to do. And just that alone, like, you know, we're already working full time, if not over time, just doing, you know, working on things that went the way they're supposed to, pushing it forward. But then once you like would push it out and it went into sort of a pending progress mode, um, there just wasn't visibility. Um, let me try to get an example of that. That could be for um, maybe roofing is done, like, you know, consistently getting gutters going. Um, oh, there's a repair. Um, man, I could just, I could dive into some of those. Just um, let me know um, because yeah, Anything, give us an um, example of like a process that was, you know, really um, bottlenecks because you had you had to manage things in a, a spreadsheet versus in a CRM. Um, I mean, repairs would just wind up on a spreadsheet, but then it wouldn't always be updated by someone. And it mm -hmm. kind of became where things would move through, but it was a lot on the sales rep to kind of, you know, Kind of bark at us saying hey what's the next step here because i think what was going on was we needed to maybe order something for the repair and we sent it out but there wasn't like something gathering all that data for those items for oh it's been several weeks maybe we should check on what's going with that uh, we're just kind of hoping that we get the email back to then trigger us to then push it forward again um right. so there just wasn't any of that for i know repairs was this sort of thing um, impacting other departments as well? Like I, I know you talked about the, the, there were some issues with production then because of this. Um, yeah, just, I think what the big thing was is that it really kind of didn't allow you to really focus on a lot of like things that were like similar because you're always were jumping out of order, having random things that you know, you were not on top of that. Now you're getting blasted by maybe your boss or something saying, hey, like, why hasn't this moved? Um, and there's just a lot of time being extended with the with the job um, cycle. So were there issues like were you coming up with um, like how many hours would you say that this was 
um, setting you guys back in terms of just identifying these issues and then having to go through and resolve them? I think there's several hours a day because we didn't have anything to see where all of these collected. So on top of us just doing what we're responsible for, like all we had to do from there was we had to scrub through every job file just to see, you know, that would be like what we'd be asked to do. I mean, our boss back, you know, when there weren't, I mean, there's still a lot of jobs back a year ago would spend a weekend just clicking on every job, just wow. seeing what was next to push it forward, seeing stuff that was missed. Cause you know, there was just stuff that, you know, was due to be pushed forward again. And um, I just know that was difficult for us in the office. You know, if I'm in production, like I could sweep through all these jobs, um, but it's, it was just, I think it was just really exhausting for people. Cause I think it was hard for people to try to get them to actually, you know, resort to scrubbing through everything to try to find, like we were spending time looking for what to do rather than just knowing what to do. And so when I came in here, I wanted to have a process where we always just knew what to do. We always had items where we knew that we were to do them, but then we also had a report that would catch things that went out as a pending or in progress. Mm -hmm. And we'd be able to see how long that was sitting and be able to know when to go after that again. So there's not like any of these sort of blind spots much or as it used to be. Right. Do you think overall this was limiting your company's um, you know, ability to grow, to take on more jobs? I think it impacted in a way where we really want our sales reps to be out there uh, getting claims filed. Mm -hmm. And when you have situations where um, their job files aren't moving forward because they're out there getting more claims filed, they're moving things forward that are moving forward, but they have other jobs that they got repairs going on. There's an argument with insurance and everything. They're just having to then have to return to these job files, spending all this extra time, um, having to deal with more frustrations, whether it's from um, us or, you know, like the team staff operations or um, homeowner and just all that kind of other stuff that's just kind of taking, it's not moving forward in a reasonable time frame. I think really kind of gets in the way from them spending their time getting out there, getting more claims filed. Well, thank goodness that they brought you on board and you were able to dive into some of the awesome reporting features that we have in Aculinks. Um, so why don't you kind of tell us about that? When you started, you know, you came in and you were really um, given the task of, of switching over from those spreadsheets to managing your data through Aculinks. Um, tell us a little bit about that transition. You know, the first big one I had, because I started as just basically just an admin person. Um, with the responsibility of managing team meetings as well as uh, permits. They gave me permits. Yeah. And I stepped into permits and um, all I had of what they were using was a spreadsheet of mm -hmm. permit management. And I mean, I was looking at the spreadsheet and all it really showed was, um, you know, permits that we have sent out. Like they're, they're what they're really, like permits were scheduled, but there wasn't really a tracking of, what was scheduled. It was just before when I came in, you were to just send them out and, you know, most likely they would be closed, but I wanted to be able to see, all right, what permits do I have to pull? What permits do I need to schedule? Um, are these permits closed? And I made this really technical spreadsheet because I want to track it. I want to be able to say, did permits close or not? You know, and I started getting confronted with a question from my, my boss's wife just saying, um, 
you know, why is permits taking so long? Why is it taking so long to do permits? It should only take a couple minutes. And like, yeah, to do it is really quick, but to actually know where everything is at and have the end goal of having it close, I had to go over to the spreadsheet to put in all this data. Right. So I spent an entire weekend going into Aculinks Reports Plus. Mm -hmm. I started to realize that I could get this completely um, into Aculinks. I started creating uh, several reports for several different stages of like to do um progress as well as you know ready to schedule as well as a report i'd go through on closing them um and so starting with like you know permits like i had a report and i built it where when these conditions were met um these permits i had to pull so i always knew automatically i, I didn't want to have all these takes especially right. when there's amount right. of volume you can't chunk your workload um so i'd have it just automatically populate when these conditions are met i would pull the permit um, now, most of the time I pull permit and it would come back, but I made another report because not all the cities will tell you that the permit's ready. So I had another report catching and met the parameters of, oh, it's been a few weeks and it's still sitting in this report. That means the city has failed to get back to me. And then when they get back to me, I well, like I'll reach out to them, I'll get the permit because they took like two, three weeks. Um, and then I just moved the permit status and then it would fall off of that report. And then, it, you know, moves into pulled and that's where I want it to be. And then I had parameters met where like, okay, permits ready to schedule. We're done with the bill. Let's schedule the permit. That was like the top priority is like, man, I just want to get these permits scheduled because mm -hmm. I know they're most likely going to close. And, but the other thing though, is I made another report on, did these permits actually close or I moved the status to close because cities didn't always tell you if a permit failed. They didn't like even like when we started, we had a spreadsheet of permits failed, but we only dressed it up with information from the cities that told us it failed. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't know from cities that may have failed the permit. So, you know, I'd, I'd get the permit scheduled and then I would do a data scrub where like I'd pull data from like e-permits was the easiest. You can get spreadsheets. You can look up any contractor, pull the list of permits and you can find out what actually closed. You can, it'll show you what's scheduled, it'll show you what's closed. Um, I'd scrub through and I'd mark everything. So I actually have a report I can show my boss because they're like, I want permits closed. And our boss is really at high expectations for permits. Yeah. So, you know, I just had to tell them like, hey, this is like, this does take a lot of time. Um, we do have to scrub through the cities. We'd, you know, pull the spreadsheets from cities. We would email cities and, you know, a few times a year just to get these permits into closed status saying like, we're saying these permits are actually closed. So that was permits. Um, that was just like where I really had to, I started to just learn a lot about how Aculinks worked. But it allowed me to move a lot faster because now I wasn't putting all this information to a spreadsheet. It saved me a lot of time. It took me several hours or a weekend to like move everything over from spreadsheets to permits. Um, but then I could go in the dropout. I can move a little data point, make a little note in there and it would automatically travel to my reports. Um, so that was really fast. So that's just kind of like a bit on permits, anything more on permits or I can chat about production. Yeah. We'd love to hear about production. Cause I mean, like you said, with Aculinks, you're able to customize a lot of these reports to really fit the exact needs of, of your company. So it sounds like, you know, what you were able to do is, is really take the process that you had that was creating bottlenecks and streamline it. Um, yeah, I, I'd love to hear more about like, what else have you done um, in terms of, yeah, production, for example, now that you knew what to do and you kind of uh, had gotten your feet wet, so to speak. 
Yeah, so production, like, right at the bat. So they saw, like, oh, Travis is doing good with permits. Let's get them to start writing roof orders. So then I started writing roof orders, just getting them all drafted. And then they had me start approving jobs. Um, so I was still pulling permits after that second year, but I was approving all the jobs, and I was writing all the roof orders. Um, and one of the biggest things I saw for saving time was creating formulas for the roof orders. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's a tool in there where you can create an order and you can set uh, calculations for everything. Ice and water <laughs> was a little bit of a doozy, but I found a calculation I really liked for it. Mm -hmm. But it was fantastic because, like, you know, whether it was a, I got the roof reports, I'd add a few numbers together sometimes. I mean, I originally had a spreadsheet that would calculate up to several structures. Um, but in the AccuLinks, it worked really well where I could just, you know, maybe combine a couple and put it in there and it would spit out all the proposals of the quantities. And then I could look it over, maybe add a few ice and water or something like that or shingles, depending if it's really cut up roof. And boom, like it got me to when I was approving jobs and writing roof orders. Um, my goal was to get done with it in about 12 minutes. I would approve the job. I would set up the whole financial worksheet. I'd make sure that there was money, that there was that insurance declared they approved it. As long as they like, you know, show it's approved, like it's approved. If, you know, if anything else is needed, we'll supplement it. So I'm saying, all right, you no, know, insurance has approved it. I'm gonna draft it. We got the roof order. Um, got the I make the crew instructions, uh, get the worksheet drafted, boom, 12 minutes. That's what I try to do for my roof order. Cause like, you know, I mean, last year, like I was doing up to 20 a day. 100 reports a week and I needed to make things really fast to accomplish that because that was a lot of volume and I didn't want to sink how I built out production because I have like um, reports for that is what's really cool is reps will submit their jobs and you have them sitting into you know to review and that's the bucket I'd work out of so that was my first to-do bucket was jobs submitted for approval I'd open it up I'd start looking at the financial worksheet and um, I draft the roof order. Um, and how we have it today is because we had to split me up into two people. So we have one person orders materials and one person that um, approves the jobs. So we have a report that just collects it where, all right, this job is approved. And when the, when the person then goes in there to the bucket, they will simply approve the job, which then it falls out of that bucket, of course, because it's no longer there. And it goes into the material ordering uh, person's bucket where it shows, all right, this job has been acknowledged as approved, go type up this order. And so right. then I would move it to the right. next stage and move it to the bucket of our production managers. And it shows up saying, hey, job's all ready to go, got material. And then they have it into like, you know, two areas where it's like, all right, this is ready to be scheduled. They would, they could see it. They could see all the information about it. They could see, you know, the roof which roofs they could see the squares, the pitch, it's all right there in Aculus. I pretty much made it look exactly like spreadsheets. That's why I started doing this transition. It's like, well, I can make it look like the spreadsheet. Why not just put an Aculus? Because then when you're in the job file, you can toggle, put it in there when you're making notes on it and have that notes automatically feed to your report. Um, so then they could schedule out right from there. And then from there too, like, well, then you had, I had a report where, you know, for quality control, we send out QC. You could see when the start dates were for the job. You could order it. Um, you can see, you know, which ones you need to schedule QC for and complete for. So everything had like its report plus, or I call it its bucket. And then what was great too is that we really want to move aggressively. Um, you know, once we have the insurance paperwork and everything signed and everything, like we just will go build it in a week. And 
with the roofs ready, roofs ready, you know, maybe gutter something's going on or these other trades, but it's like, that was the next bottleneck is that like, all right, the roof's approved. We got the roof building. And then it's like, you know, some months are passing. It's like, what, what else are we doing? And then like, it's like six months in and um, the roof's been built and it's like, oh, oh, actually the homeowner really wants us to do the garage door. It's like, like we could have known that <laughs> we could have, we could have got the garage door going or the, your, um, that gutters, but you didn't, you know, work that out right away. You got the roof in. Um, so, you know, one of the things I did too, when I was approving jobs was like, well, I just snagged an order, put a hold on it, or I put, um, a note in there saying, Hey, we don't know what's either. We don't know what's going on with the other trades. Cause, um, we try on the front end, they'll communicate whether, you know, TBD due to be determined on a trade. Um, just not doing, we try to tell them like, you know, if it's not doing, just clearly put it on your color selection document. Um, and then my last point on that is that that would all gather so we could keep moving forward and then we'd have all of the stuff that's unaccounted for go right to a report and we have a person responsible for working that and we'd have the date of when we reach out to the rep about it. And then, you know, we would just keep adding dates and we would just escalate it to a team leader if needed. But then we had visibility because the question was like in my first few years, it was like, you know, what do we need to get moving forward again? Sometimes, you know, it was situations where things just weren't asked to the homeowner yet. We need to figure out whether we, if this is going to be a roof only or not. Um, so that's a little bit about that. Anything else more I can expand on? Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about how you're usual, excuse me, utilizing dashboards. That's another really cool feature in reports plus that I know you guys take advantage of. And I love about dashboards is that, I mean, cause I've made a ton of reports now and I need to do a scrub and try to just delete a bunch of them mm -hmm. is that with dashboards, I can put all the similar reports right in there. So I can make production dashboard. I can make my, you know, report for all these orders are drafted. I can make my report for, um, you know, these are approved and ready to schedule. I can make my report for all these jobs are, you know, here's your monitoring list for scheduling out QCs. Um, it can all be gathered there. So then, you know, production, our main production guy can oversee everything. Um, and you can kind of see like the beginning to end of production all in that dashboard. And what's cool too, is that some of the team members have asked me saying, hey, like I know I'm only responsible for these reports. Can you make me my own dashboard? So I made like uh, a person like their own little dashboard where like they have their three reports in there. They know if anything falls in those reports that they got to work it. Whether it's like, you know, oh, these are the ones I need to type the orders for, or these are the ones that I know I'm waiting on because I have a hold on it because I need to get something back on this custom skylight. They can just see and they can monitor and they can do their follow up on it. Um, that kind of gets into a thing where like we're moving more to be more proactive rather than reactive. Right. Um, right. through the process. Um, that's so Travis, that's you think, um, do you feel like the amount of information that you guys always collected was similar? Like, you know, when you first started at Options and, and now these reports have just allowed you guys to easily utilize that data and have access to all that data so you can really, you know, create this efficient process or have you continued to collect more and more data as you guys have got more and more comfortable with Acuance? I think I got two parts of that. One was that for us, for me to create some of these reports, I really had to find ways to persuade our team to um, to, to use Acculinks over the spreadsheet. Because when you're not fully using Acculinks, 
there's no incentive for people to put data in. And if you don't have the data getting inputted, you can't whip reports up. Um, so that's why I was really determined and really wanted to get us fully into Aculinx. Um, I just had to make, I just had to convince them that it was going to save them time. And then once people start realizing, oh, wow, this is saving us a lot of time to do it this way than using our spreadsheets. Well, now they were just forcing all that data. And then once all that data is inconsistently, you, you could like, people would come up to me. I'd have team leaders come up to me, sales and everything. It's like, Travis, could you make me a report that does this? I'm like, yeah, yeah. we got the data going in now. I can make that. I can, we can see that. We can gather all of that together and you can look at it. Um, and it's live data. It's it's live data. That's what's so cool about getting an Aculinx. Why I didn't care to be in other documents. Because if you're already in the file, why not just make the live data information there, and then it can travel to you know the reports for each person who wants to have their kind of perspective on it. Um, did you have another part of that question, Ben? No, I, I think you answered that pretty good. And and just kind of to tie that in with our system, that's one of the reasons Aculinx is so good at reporting is because you have this all-in-one solution. So you have all this data in one place. It allows you to really utilize all of that to make a process, you know, that has allowed options to go from, you know, 20 million to $60 million per year in, in a really short amount of time, which is unbelievable. Would you say that these, in general, now that you've got all these processes working the way you want them to, how much time would you say that you're saving now just you personally the the business as a whole geez you know like it can be like just hours a day to like just god just like massive amount of hours i had a guy who was like manually going through reports to see what the um like it was something about tracking prospects and amount of proofs they have and like and he was like manually inputting on a spreadsheet to just show our boss. And it's like, I can make Aculinx just do that. Like I can just show the live data every day. You want to see it daily? I can schedule it to send it to you daily. It's automatically. I don't even need to be doing anything. I just put it on a scheduler. Um, you know, and so he's like, wow, that was spent taking me 30 minutes a morning. And now it just shows up in a minute. And that's one of our top, you know, that's our top, one of our top team leaders. You know, it's like, why am I, why are we spending time doing admin work when they can be spend time, you know, getting claims filed and helping their teams be able to perform more highly and, you know, like just get rid of all this admin time. Um, and then like scrubbing, scrubbing. So like when the winners, when we do scrubbing, like whether it's permits or something, like just the ability to scrub something. I had something the other day where it's like, I want to go after these gutter companies. Like we, you know, agreed to two weeks to get a gutter repair done. And, you know, they didn't do it. So we just got another gutter company because we just want to move forward. But then how do I track to, you know, if we want to do something about that? I'm like, well, boom, I'll just track this by, you know, parameters, gutter repair orders, because what's really cool is I, you know, made all these order types, which really came in handy for the reports, too. Um, and, uh, you know, the parameter was they're closed. I create that. It filled just those where it met those parameters. And now instead of scrubbing through to find this useful information that would take hours, you're not only having to scrub through this. So it made finding um, trends, whether it was like an issue we're seeing with like crews or something, I could search by crew names. You mm -hmm. know, we could isolate and just get the, you know, culprit very quickly and scrub through their stuff and have a conversation with them. You know, that's kind of, is that kind of making sense? Like just being able to identify stuff, I could whip it up to isolate it and scrub through that rather than scrub through a, a much bigger pile. Yeah. 
so powerful when you can, you know, access and organize and, and utilize that data. And now that you have, you know, more of your teams have this visibility that they were looking for before, um, would you say that that's generally impacted the way that your teams have been able to, you know, make decisions or, you know, grow the, grow the business as a whole? I think, yes. I mean, like one thing here that's just been so like brilliant is our um, sales leadership. Like I am not trying to be the one trying to, you know, drive sales leadership. We have people here that are just phenomenal at it and they have really great ideas. And however, it seems to get really plagued by like, you know, how to implement it. How do we make it simple? How do we automate it? And it's like, man, if you got like the sales idea, I can just streamline it and get it automatic. Like you want data of like, you know, when the roof builds are happening and like you want to be able to do this with like the sales reps and everything. Like I can literally put that together in a live data report for you that you can use as a tool. Um, so it's been really like, I've always, I've had team leaders come up to me um, that are running their sales teams and they wanted this data and I gave it to them and they utilize it to, you know, grow and work on their team. Um, well, obviously, Travis, you have spent a ton of time in Acculinks and with Reports Plus. So why don't you kind of wrap it up and let us know, like, what advice would you give other contractors, maybe those who are still, you know, working in spreadsheets, sorry about the feedback, um, but are looking to, you know, really streamline their processes like you have? Yeah, I mean, what advice I'd have is that, you know, peer really big about, um blaming the process not the people you know and like it's just sucks to see hard-working people um you know really get smacked when they are left with a process that's just not so great like you know we are only human um you know and that can just be a lot of wear and tear on the office staff you know and it can lead to sales reps you know they get frustrated and everything and they just want to be out there and perform and they want to be able to trust that their contractor has a good system or if they got an issue that it's dealt with in a reasonable time frame and that it's reasonably getting worked and pushed forward so they can be out there performing and not having to do you know much admin stuff um so getting to yeah that advice i mean because moving fully in accolades really is what another production person told me was a band-aid rip it took me nearly two years just to get them to fully into Acculinks for the production process because it's like it's so familiar the way you got it whether you're using a physical wall or you're using Google spreadsheets or something. It's so familiar you trust it um, that you know I get it's kind of scary and like you you know I would suggest trialing it. Uh, I wouldn't just you know do it in the middle of the season or something, but I think it's really important because. Uh, when you can give people a really good tool to see, um, people just always know what to do. Um, it's simple. You're, if you go into... One second, Travis. And I, I, you brought something up that's really, really interesting to me as somebody that used to be in roofing sales and, and then moved into sales management. And, you know, as I was in the sales role, you know, it's, it's easy to get a lot of flack in that role. Everybody in the office always blames the salesperson. And then as I moved up in the in the company, you know, I kind of became part of that 
you know, that was blaming the sales guy when they weren't pulling their weight. But also at the same time, I was trying to help and create processes similar to what you have done. But I think that's really interesting that, that you guys blame the process. You know what I mean? Don't necessarily blame the individual. Put it on, on the company to create a process that the salespeople can succeed in and understand what's required of them. And, and obviously, yes, actually, then allows you guys to manage that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think, you know, the office, especially when volume starts to get big, like have your office team have a powerful system and process that just makes their life easy. You know, when you have reports for every scenario, whether things went the way they're supposed to, or it collects on things that, you know, are getting stuck. I mean, it's just right in front of our faces. You know, now it's not like, it's just a matter of integrity. Like you're assigned to that report and you know that you're looking at it and you know, you got live data on it and you know that, when it hits this, you know, this date or something, you know, that you'd get after it. Um, so I just like the visibility of it. There's no hiding or anything. It's like, oh, I didn't know, or, you know, I didn't have time to find it. There's no more excuses. Like everything is just there. You always know what to do and when to do. You're never looking for stuff to do or stuff that you know needs to be done, but you're trying to find uh, what needs to get worked. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Acting Links on the Roof. If you'd like to learn how you can better manage and grow your roofing business, sign up for a demo with Acting Links. New Acting Links customers can receive up to 30% off elite user license when they start. Visit actinglinks.com forward slash podcast to schedule your demo and access more industry resources today. Until next time, see you on the roof.